die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become glorious. No, I won't give in. I won't give in till I'm victorious. And I will defend. I will defend. That's not true. That's impossible. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. What are you doing? Getting a life. Hello everyone and welcome to the One Up Culture Cast, your list of knowledge for leveling up in the world of popular culture. My name is Trent and with me is my co-host Jareth. Hey guys, so today we are doing an animated superhero movie comparison. One movie is incredible and the other one has six big heroes in it. Boo. Are you saying boo or booerns? Boo! I was saying booerns. <laughs> Alrighty, so if you didn't get my amazing little pun there, the two- Amazing? It was pretty good. It was- It was there. It was existent. It happened. It's a Accept thing. it. It happened. It has happened. It is, is done. So the two movies that we are reviewing, we're putting up against each other today, are the 2004 movie The Incredibles and the 2014 movie Big Hero 6. So we've got kind of a decade between... Not kind of. We have a decade between these two. Yeah, it's not a kind of about it. It's uh, literally a decade. So, I mean, the first question you've got to kind of ask yourself when comparing these is going to be the technology. I mean, they've got an extra decade on Big Hero 6. So I guess we kind of got to keep that in consideration, the technology that was available. When yeah, we so when, especially when you're talking about the visuals, really, that's going to be the main aspect where you've got to consider the, the year differential. Yeah, because, um, I mean, that's definitely going to be one of our subjects today, the, mm. the visual uh, of, of these, because they're animated films. That's how it works. So the way that we're going to do this is kind of at random, because we didn't just want to pick a, a movie each because it was kind of difficult. So we're going to do this at random. Uh, yeah. Neither of us knows which movie we're going to be no, defending or we've representing. We've got two names, two, the, both movies in a Charlotte Hornets hat. The best basketball team hat. Uh-huh. And um, we're going to pick one each. Uh, we both like both of these movies. Yeah. So it's not really like, we're not going to draw one and go, ah, oh, damn, we have a crap movie. It's more a case of, Oh, we have the movie we prefer slightly less, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, which is why we've decided to do it this way. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's it's fair, it's even. Uh, and, yeah, we've both got not good things to say about both and mm. things to defend and things to represent. So I think either way we're going to be pretty set here. Yeah, so well, we're going to draw from a hat now. Um, apologies, we recognise that podcast is an audio format and what we're doing is visual, but you'll just have to take our word for it. That's right. It. I'll, I'll put a drum roll in here just to add some suspense. Thank you. Ready? Alrighty, let's go. Trent's going first. Trent, yeah. would you like to announce who you got? Okay, I got The Dark Knight. Oh, that's kind of funny, because I got Avengers. I'd rather have Dark Knight. I'm happy. Yeah, actually, so would I. Okay, like, so, point number one, Batman. Game over. Okay, podcast <sighs> is done. Thank you very much right, for listening. Point number two, Iron Man. Yeah, it's not as good as Batman. No, so like, no. Right. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter, at OneUpCulture. He's been Trent. I have been Jareth. Yeah. Batman is better than Iron Man. Yeah. All um, right. That was a quick. That was a quick one. How about yeah. we go on to our backup plan, where I represent Incredibles and you represent Big Hero Six. Yeah. Well, that that is the uh, ones that we have drawn. I have a six on my little piece of paper. Which I have I'm... an eye on my little piece of paper. Yeah. So should we reveal who our preferred picks were now? Yeah. Now sure. Got... Go ahead. All right. So. Honestly, my preferred pick was Big Hero 6. Therefore, uh, the debate is over. I have won because Jareth admits that Big Hero 6 is the superior movie. Yeah, I'd also like Thank to point out much. that before this, Trent pointed out to me he would like to represent 
Incredibles. But I didn't say it was the better movie. Uh, I like a challenge. So I, I didn't Hero say it was the better movie. Is... I said I would prefer to represent Big Hero <laughs> Six. Stop twisting my words. You are not a lawyer. Lawyered. Not lawyered because it's not what I said. Yeah, so look, honestly, I would have preferred to represent the Incredibles in this one too. So it's going to be interesting because we're both arguing for the movie that wasn't our number one choice, but that's okay. Yeah, um, but I've got things to argue for, for Incredibles. Yeah. I will prove to you it is a better film than Big Hero 6. Bring it on. And okay. Then I, would, then I will disagree with myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with where it matters. Money, 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 money. Money, money, money. At the box office, the I inc- have finished puberty, guys. I promise. <laughs> it's debatable. It is. Um, so, at the box office, the international box office in two thousand and four, The Incredibles made six hundred and thirty-three million dollars, which is pretty good. Yeah. Big Hero Six made six hundred and fifty-seven point eight million dollars. Yeah, I know. So, according to BoxOfficeMojo.com, Big Hero Six is the better movie. It's the decade thing. I'm just going to rely on that now. You're going to... I've I've got it. My platform for arguing Incredibles is that it came out 10 years earlier. That's that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, it it just didn't look as good because they didn't have the technology. What a shame. But they did very well to get that much money and being a grandma. No, one of the main things I am going to be arguing for The Incredibles is uh, that they're a a breaking ground movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. When they did this, it was very new. It was very... Different to everything else that was being made at the time. Um, Big Hero 6, yes, it is very different to everything that's been happening at the time, but it's happened before. For this very reason, we are we are comparing The Incredibles and Big Hero 6. So, uh, yeah, I think Incredibles probably would have had a hard time making lots of money when people didn't have anything to kind of base off what it's going to be oh, like. Oh, totally. People really don't trust Pixar and Disney to create no, movies I don't. worth seeing. I don't. So, I mean, they would have seen Those guys are terrible a movie made movies. by Pixar <laughs> and be like, oh, the people who made Toy Story, oh, I don't think I'm going to bother seeing that in cinemas. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have because Toy Story was just awful. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, okay, so the superhero genre wasn't really built up as much I will when admit, Incredibles though, came Incredibles out. Incredibles did better at the box office than I was expecting. I didn't think they would have made that much. Yeah, well, actually, I went on doing a bit of research for this. Uh, the Wikipedia, and I know Wikipedia isn't the most trustworthy source, but uh, it was talking about the critical and box office reception. They actually said that uh, Incredibles wasn't expected to make the money it did. Yeah. Uh, it performed better than they were expecting, which, I mean, obviously is great. You would have thought having performed better than it did and having been received critically the way it was that we would have got a sequel pretty quickly that's <laughs> the, yeah that's the next thing I was going to say I'm super surprised that the sequel for Incredibles it is happening it's coming out mm, yeah but, finally um, and and I'm going to put it I think it's because of Big Hero 6 I, I think that was the point they're like oh wow another Incredibles movie is going to do very well let's make it um, so that's 2018 that yeah. they're um, they, they've scheduled to make that and uh, and it's not the only one getting mm. a sequel, actually. Big Hero 6 is getting a sequel as well. Did you want to talk about that one? Yeah, well, I mean, again, we were doing a bit of research on this, and I just assumed that Big Hero 6 2 would have been a movie. But Big in Hero actual... 7 or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but actually, they're doing a TV series on it, and they're sort of launching it through Disney's yeah, through the Disney television TV. network, XD, which yeah. makes sense in that respect. But a, a bold move, I would say. You would think the more guaranteed money would come from the, the movies, because... Yeah. They just make more money than television generally. Uh, but Disney are the kind of people who wouldn't do something without a plan, without enough research to say, well, this is the best option. Uh, definitely opens up the storytelling possibilities, not being restricted by a two, two and a half, probably a two-hour movie maximum for a kid's film. 
Um, whereas with TV, they sort of can stretch out and try a few things. Um, be interesting to see how they go with that. If I was going to put one of these two as a as a TV series, mm. I think that the Big Hero Six will work better. Definitely. Um, yeah, because it, it's less of a movie idea, you know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they're just normal people, and you've got more characters, mm. so you can have kind of more storylines. You, you can focus on the characters. Yeah. And give like an episode to Go Go, an episode to Wasabi. Whereas uh, an Incredibles TV show, I think, would be pretty much the exact same. It would just be a three D animated Batman the animated series. Yeah. It would just be the Incredibles fighting a new villain each week mm. or, or a new kind of storyline, and I think you have more variety. Why am I arguing for Big Hero Six TV show? Um, but I mean also The Incredibles as a movie was more of a self-contained kind yeah. of concept like it worked well as its own movie it, trying to branch that out to a TV series wouldn't really make a lot of sense I mean you could but it wouldn't make as much sense of just telling a direct sequel I think story. it would I mean, they would rely very heavily on kind of family issues mm. you know like family problems and then kind of adding on top the the villains and things yeah. I think you know you'd have Dash going through puberty and he'd have an episode of him you know, kind of having troubles and whatever else yeah, yeah I, I am surprised that the sequel's taken so long because of the end of The Incredibles mm. so uh, this episode of our podcast isn't going we're not going to be explaining too much about the storylines or whatnot. just yeah, kind of trying to compare seen both yeah um, so spoilers you, will be coming by the way yeah we should probably put that out. I mean, this is a spoiler warning. I mean, God, Don hadn't really thought yeah. of it. But yeah, we, we will be releasing things if you haven't seen Incredibles over the last decade and a half. Mm. Yeah, we'll Don't be breaking why. it down, talking about aspects of the story and characters and potential sort of development from those characters. So it would be a shame for you to... Because they're both movies you should definitely go see if you haven't. It'd be a shame if you're going through and like, oh, he died. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, this is a spoiler if you haven't seen Incredibles. Mm. I'm assuming most people have, but assuming makes an ass out of you and me. So, yeah. there you go. Um, at the very end of Incredibles, they kind of fight the mole guy. He's the Underminer. The Underminer. <laughs> and, uh, it, yeah, it kind of feels like they've they've kind of come together as a, as a superhero team, which is really the first we've seen of that in the film. The film was kind of really based on Mr. Incredible goes off by himself and then his kids like tag along and then his wife chases him um at no point through most of the movie are they working together uh, and then yeah at the very end we get to see them kind of working as the incredibles as the incredible team um a name which kind of came from mr incredible which mm. was the main character and everyone's costumes are kind of based off of off of his uh, costume which uh was something i didn't like in this film oh yes uh because it, I, oh, I don't want to... I, I have to, though, because I have to be honest. Destroy your own movie. Go ahead. Yep, alrighty. Uh, Incredibles felt like it was heavily pulling from Fantastic Four. Yep. Um, the, they had, instead of blue, they had red. Cool. Uh, they had a circle logo in the centre of their chest with the first symbol. It's, it's a letter in this case, an I instead of a four. But the, the logos... Pretty much identical mm. in in their design. Uh, you've got Violet, who has the exact powers of Miss Miss. She has invisibility and the force force field. Um, you have Mister Fantastic and Mister Incredible. Now I get that this is an obvious tie back, uh, mm. and it's kind of funny, but they relied quite heavily on it. Um, and I mean, you've got Dash and Speed. You've got Strength, yep. which we have in the uh, Fantastic With Four. The thing. You've got. Well, Elastigirl, Mrs. Incredible at the end, yep. who has 
stretching abilities. Mm. I mean, really, the only difference we've got is that you've got the flash in there. Yeah, they put dash in there. Yeah, uh, and Jack Jack, who the baby, mm. um, at points just catches on fire. Yeah. So you've got Human Torch in there. Mm-hmm. It's literally the they've just taken all four of the characters from Fantastic Four and thrown Flash in there as well. Yeah. Uh, it, it, in fairness of the Incredibles, and I'm helping you out here, unfortunately. Hey, uh, I just helped you out. So. Yeah. Of the three Fantastic Four movies we've had, or of the four <laughs> Fantastic Four movies we've had, the Incredibles is still the best of the Fantastic yeah, Four it is. movies by a wide margin. Yeah, um, most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Look, obviously, both of these movies draw influence from previous superheroes and superhero stories. The Incredibles is a wholly original product in the sense that okay well it's maybe a direct rip off of the Fantastic Four in a lot of ways they're original characters mm. developed by Disney uh, Big Hero 6 is actually based on a Marvel comic um, but if you've read Big Hero 6 and you've watched Big Hero 6 you could probably be forgiven for thinking that they're not the same property uh, there are a lot of changes made between these two comics in order to I guess make Big Hero 6 more of a children's comic uh, yeah. children's story uh, it was you know interesting that you would change a property around as much as they did having seen a bit of the original Big Hero 6 comic series I actually think the changes are a positive and they are a good thing Um, and the Big Hero 6 branding is more interesting now than it was when it was just the comic series and and a lot more branding friendly uh, as in you can sell this to kids Mm. more so than you would be able to with uh, it's lighter in the movie it's pretty much the easiest way of putting it it's Um, lighter but at the same time and one of the things I really liked about Big Hero 6 even in comparing it to The Incredibles is it might be a lighter movie and it might be quite fun, but it's it's very emotional at the same time. And there are a lot of uh, emotionally sort of strong points in here. Obviously, the most obvious one that comes to mind is, and spoiler alert, when Hero's older brother Tadashi dies, trying to save his sort of mentor Robert Callahan. Uh, you also get the emotional moments when uh, you see Hero struggling with the death of his brother and trying to be something that perhaps he's not. Um, and then sort of with Baymax trying to help him out and show him... Yeah, it's a bit of his brother and what, what he should perhaps be aiming for. And then also you get the villain in uh, Callahan who's struggling with his own personal issues and deaths and trying to reconcile that and dealing with it in what turns out to be the wrong way. So it, it is a light movie, but it is also quite emotionally strong, not on the level of an inside out, uh, but it's not just a fun experience, but there's a lot of learning that children can have watching this yeah, movie. Yeah, I agree. And kind of on the same note, I agree with everything you say. I'm going to bring it back a little bit, though, yeah. um, to the costumes. Um, and you're saying that there were a lot of... Uh, you can kind of see similarities in where these have come from. So mm-hmm. obviously in uh, Incredibles, as I said, you can see the, the tie back to the, uh, to the Fantastic Four. Um, yeah. I've got a few ideas of things where I felt the Big Hero 6 kind of costumes and the d- mm-hmm. design... Um, kind of came from do you do you have any kind of similarities you saw in their costumes to anything well, previously I, I do because you mentioned it beforehand yeah um given what the property is i think we should let you take it away thank you yeah go go power rangers so for me the first thing i saw when i saw a group of five to six uh young you know they're all teenagers quite got a bit of attitude i guess but oh, yeah. um they all have a different color mm-hmm. and even more so uh, kind of tying into the Power Rangers thing is the upcoming film wherein they're all in kind of Iron Man slash Power Ranger yeah. suits. And I, that happened after Big Hero 6, so I'm not going to say that's why they did But we did have some of those kind of armoury costumes mm. in different colours uh, through Power Rangers, and I, I loved it. I, I had no issue with that. Yeah, like, and I it felt worked like well because you watch, you're watching the movie, and even if like there's a lot of fast-paced stuff happening, and especially in the sort of climax of the movie where there is a lot going on, 
what works really well here is you just watch it and just a, a blurb can go past and you know which character yeah. is. you see the yellow shoot past you're like oh that's go go well you get that a lot because she's super fast yeah. So, yeah but even if you see like the green sort of blow passes like, oh that's wasabi yeah. so it's really handy in these kind of action scenes where yeah. it's just like that's him that's her that's him that's her and on the other side where I thought Incredibles was relying on the fantastic for mm. kind of um, I didn't feel that Big Hero 6 was uh, no. it just kind of made sense to do yeah. that so that's why they did that uh, but uh, yeah I, I definitely found that kind of tie back to, to mm. previous things yeah so I, I guess we've talked a little bit about characters do we want to just jump into debating the merits of each movie's characters yeah sure I do have one other thing because oh, yeah? before I forget it because you pointed it out uh, yeah. and it's an issue I have finally I have an issue with Big Hero 6 <laughs> um, and it was the point when um, Hero uh, he just goes running back into a building to try and save Tadashi who has in there to save Callahan. yeah also very emotional uh, for a film that was animated mm -hmm. where you could do anything that was the smallest bloody explosion I have ever seen and super unimpressive they had they could have done anything, like literally anything in this animated universe. They made a building kind of blow up, not even a big blow up in real life. And it wasn't, it was so obvious it was about to happen. It was actually painful. I was like, don't run towards the building, hero. Don't, it, everything's gone in slow motion. You're, he's about to die. Your brother's about to die. What, why, why are you running at the building? Um, I liked the hat. The fact that yeah. the hat kind of came down, we had that. And the nice little moment just before it. I yeah. think it was set up very well, that, yeah. that losing Tadashi. And it was a, it was very emotional. But the actual explosion was super unimpressive. I mean, yeah, obviously the explosion wasn't super eye-catching. Um, but I think that might have been intentional because they didn't want to take away from the focus of that moment. And that, the, the focus isn't so much the that explosion and the, the action. But the focus is on the character and the, the loss of that character. So if they had like a Michael Bay style explosion, it might take away from that impact because you're focused on the actual and not sort of the, the emotional side of things. So I, I, I it had the opposite was, effect for me. It made me yeah. not care about the emotional side because okay. I was like, ah, oh, that was really obvious and really like anticlimactic. It was like they were building up to an explosion and then they were like, Poof. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah for me personally it took yeah. away but I, I understand what you're saying yeah. and yeah a bigger explosion would have definitely taken away uh, the focus from mm. the emotional side so yeah, yeah. And also if it had been too big Hero might have died as well and it'd be yeah. movie over yeah yeah I mean he was pretty far away when he got blown over so I mean they give the impression that it was quite a, a powerful explosion mm. yeah yeah. No, 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 it's fair enough. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, do you want to go into what you were saying about uh, the character analysis? Is that what we were doing next? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I figure we've talked a little bit about characters, so we might as well jump full into yeah. the characters. Um, I've really got one word to open with my, I guess, argument for Big Hero 6 over The Incredibles when it comes to character, and that's Baymax. Baymax is your big issue. No, no, that's my big example of why Big Hero 6 is better. Oh, great. Cool. Oh, because, damn it. I thought yeah. you were going to say Baymax was a problem. I was like, thank goodness no. I'm about to tear your world apart because no, Baymax is amazing. Baymax is amazing. He's far more iconic a character than anyone in The Incredibles. Yep. Uh, he's been marketed brilliantly. How can you not love this guy? Like, yeah. seriously, like... When, when I sort of saw the previews and I was watching it, I'm like, oh, he could be annoyingly sweet and mm. over the top nice. And I was watching the started watching the movie. I'm like, okay, what am I going to think of him? It took like a minute for me to be like, oh, Baymax. Yeah, exactly. He's and, just funny. Yeah. yeah, and he keeps it going throughout the whole movie. 
Like, yeah, he's, he's really innocent as yeah, well. And that's which a, that's was a, the, the line you were talking about there, I feel, mm. that he was either going to be annoying and nice and simple and, or, yeah, he's going to be genuine. Yeah. Um, and, and they made him genuine. Which and, is, and they found that line to cross. I mean, obviously, visually, he's very cuddly. He's very lovable in that respect. But even, like, the voice acting to get that certain tone and consistency going through, you constantly sort of watching him and listening to him. And you feel for him as well when you get Hero trying to push the martial arts side of things and you can see Baymax kind of recognises that this isn't what I was programmed to do this isn't what Tadashi wanted me to do but at the same time he wants to help Hero so much it's like mm. apparently this can help the kid yeah, this so help I'm going to turn into protect Bruce protect the child yeah, from gonna, danger yeah, yeah I'm going to turn into cuddly Bruce Lee yeah yeah um, and yeah no I, I agree and I, I liked that the first costume didn't work mm. that it just it just was impractical um, it looked kind of cool and, and it gave us another little toy I guess yeah. um, I did actually just realise another thing I, I can't add anything to I'm I'm just going to leave Baymax alone. I'm not going to argue that he was a poor character because yeah. he wasn't. He was amazing. Yeah, I'm, I got nothing. Edna was my Baymax for The Incredibles. Yeah. Edna was the character I thought I was going to really deal. I thought she was going to be so annoying. I saw the um, kind of the intros. She's got the really annoying, yeah, let's do it kind of voice. And I just, I, I thought she was going to be super. She was quite fun and she wasn't in it for much. She was in it like really two times. Yeah. So when... Mr. Incredible goes there and gets the suit and then when Elastigirl, Mrs. Incredible kind of goes and th- that the second one was probably a bit better in that she was going through what all the suits are doing and Jack-Jack's suit was literally fireproof, like friction-proof, everything resisted. The capes was something that I really enjoyed for Incredible. So I didn't realise how useless capes were on mm. superheroes yeah. until The Incredibles. It's symbolic and that's it. Yeah. So, like, I, I grew up with Batman having a cape. Superman mm. had a cape. And these are things that have kind of gone more so now. Batman still has it, but his has a use. Yeah. You know, it sprays out into mm. a, a glider. So, yeah, he's got a reason to have a cape. But um, we, we see a, a Thunderhead. There we go. There's one um, who's... When Edna's explaining to Mr. Incredible why capes are useless... Um, she uses Thunderhead and now Thunderhead wasn't the smartest guy apparently according to Mr. Incredible but uh, yeah he's flying along and he gets his cape caught in a jet engine and gets sucked through and I was like yeah it is just symbolic like a cape has no unless it's like a bulletproof cape you pull it around you which is why I give Batman a bit of a a pass on this one they're they're useless Mm. why does Superman have a cape so it looks cool when he's flying? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that is it. Yeah. And why do they have their underwear on the outside? It's it's a visual thing. Yeah. Yeah, like... They, Especially they have, early on when they were a bit limited by what they could use to express and show things. Like, mm. that did, did help from a comic sort of standpoint. Yeah. And it's just carried over over the For years. Sure. And, um, and when we're talking about characters, mm. uh, I think the powers kind of bring us into that so with the characters in because this is the main difference between the two is that uh, the way in which they get their superpowers. yeah so in the incredibles it's just a natural thing mm. we, we actually have a superhero yeah. film where you they are superheroes and then you have just regular jobs. kind of vigilantes normal people that are smart enough to create you know in big hero six these suits there and and i mean they have skills of their own as well mm. not just their intelligence and the things that they've built but in Incredibles, it is literally a natural gift that they just have. And we don't actually get an explanation as to how uh, this, it, this happens. It's just accepted in the universe. Yeah, exactly. And um, and I liked it because it gives us a, a different dynamic that we hadn't had before that point. Um, so like before that point, we'd seen kind of the movies about superheroes were about superheroes. They weren't about when they're not superheroes. Mm. So in this movie, we start off kind of in the 80s was where I kind of... I, yeah. I just, 
chucked I don't know if we get told when it is there's no real timeline you just kind of it looks like it's from that kind of golden era yeah. or silver era I yeah. should say yeah silver era if we're going to get comic book correct here yeah. um, so I'm, I'm just going to zip pretty quick through this because this isn't a review of the movie but in the opening scene we see Mr. Incredible who's super strong fighting enemies and he's got kind of a, a little sidekick who we find out later at this time he's called Buddy Pine later on he becomes Syndrome the big villain of this one uh, and they end up fighting what I, I love the names of villains in this so uh, they, they fight a guy called Bomb Voyage mm. who is like a mime who drops bombs Yeah. so he's French and bombs and Bomb Voyage it was, it was brilliant uh, and then yeah, this goes through and uh, we go to the wedding of Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible after they've had a little bit of a back and forth in their characters of, you know, you're irresponsible and you're too careful and then they zip off and then they both come back together as each other, mm. as their normal person, and they get married. Uh, and that's what this is about. It's about their life after this. Yeah. So th- that was something I liked about this film was that we then go into what happens after that. You know, Frozone is kind of Mr. Incredible's best mate. Those two are now kind of living in the the heyday and they're kind of sitting there listening to police scanners. You've got this super-powered child. You know, his parents are both superheroes. He has super speed and his uh, sister has invisibility in the force. And this was something I liked about their characters. Their characters suited their powers. Mm. So Mr. Incredible, he was strong. He was he was very determined. Now, this is what I'm doing and he, he was definitely the leader of the group. Um, Elastigirl, she was stretchy. She was the one holding everyone together, literally holding the whole family together. Dash, hyperactive kid, running around nonstop. Violet, kind of shy, kind of an emo. She, a lot of the time, she just wants to be invisible and, and kind of hide away. So I like their powers kind of came from their personalities. Um, Frozone throws ice, I don't get it. But uh, <laughs> And Jack-Jack, we don't know it's his just personality. just ice to so. meet him. It, oh, so many puns, so many. Uh, Frozone was fun during this too. And it's I love Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. you, you can't not have said. fun with Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. really. Um, so yeah, I liked that their personalities came from their superpowers and I liked that we got to see superheroes trying to be normal people. I mean, you've got this guy who's used to saving the world. Now he's in this tiny little cubicle mm. telling, you know, and, and trying to still help people by you know, help, helping them with their insurance so they don't get ripped off. And uh, yeah, I, I liked I like yeah. that. I think that's the other big difference when you're comparing Incredibles to Big Hero 6. I mean, they've both got multiple superheroes involved, but whereas Incredibles really tries to uh, bring in four different people and tell the story of four people. With um, a few just yeah characters on the side, but you've got your core group there. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, like you, your main superheroes, you've got four, and they sort of try and put in time for all four. With Big Hero 6, you've got, okay, you've got six heroes, but really, you've only got two that get the focus. You've got Hero and you've got Baymax. And the other four characters are there more as supplementary characters to help Hero get from point A to point B and help him get to emotional points. They get some character development. They sort of have you know shorthand information. You sort of get a little bit of info from them and you use that as a character. But they're not really there to build character arcs. They're there as supplementary characters, which some people will prefer, some people won't prefer. I think it works really well in Big Hero 6 because it allows the movie to be streamlined. Yep. Um, if they'd spent too much time trying to give all these characters sort of stories in of themselves, it would have become quite a muddled movie. On that note, they're about to. This is why I think the TV show is going to work. Yeah. Because they do have those other mm. kind of four characters who have backstories, have motivations and have you know goals and things, aspirations that they want to achieve that we didn't get time to see in the movie. So, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of different arcs that they could they could go through there. And that's one of the issues I have with The Incredibles. Is I, I like that you get four characters sort of building through and you can kind of have a character you can relate to. 
but in trying to give all four of them character progressions and character arcs it does make the middle of the movie quite congested and especially when you've got Mr. Incredible stuck on the island and uh, Elastigirl trying to help help him out and mm. sort of dealing with the kids that area does get bogged down in jumping between different things and the story as a whole kind of has to slow to a crawl in order to let everyone get into positions to grow. Yeah, I definitely um, uh, felt that that middle portion was Mr. Incredible's story where he's stuck on the island yeah. and then Elastigirl kind of gets put into that story. Uh, that's the that's the main storyline I'm mm. trying to follow through that middle yeah. section because, yeah, there's Dash and Violet trying to get set up for how they're going to kind of come into their powers, come into their mm. own because, I mean, they're kids, they're yeah. teenagers. So mm. I, I get that you are trying to, you know, set them there. But, yeah, you kind of have to try and ignore them as, as nasty as it is through that centre bit yeah. to concentrate on what's important, which is Syndrome and, and Mr. being mm. chased, chasing Mr. Incredible around the island. Yeah, whereas with Big Hero 6, okay, you've got the other characters involved, but the focus never leaves Hero and Baymax and really the only time it leaves is to try and give uh, justification to what the villain of the piece is doing and you know they're trying to piece together what's happening and so we get a few little flashbacks and moments like we're sort of watching an old TV uh, monitor showing what happened on the island Mm. uh, where Abigail which is Callahan's uh, daughter goes into like a time dimensional thing and disappears and so that's kind of building the emotional crux of the you know, the villain and what they're working towards. And it's just streamlined. So although they're trying to deal with that stuff, it's there, it presents it, and then the hero, the focus goes straight back to Hero and Baymax and working through their story. Mm-hmm. So even though they sort of go for similar times, I think Big Hero 6 streamlines it and allows the story it needs to tell to be told. Nice. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I have... I guess, yeah, Incredibles does that. Big Hero 6 really doesn't, yeah. Mm. Uh, I do have a question that yep. uh, we can directly compare something from both of these films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, as we said, superheroes in The Incredibles are natural superheroes. Yep. Bar one. Mm-hmm. Who isn't a superhero, he's a supervillain. Yeah. That's Syndrome. Yep. So Syndrome, we say, starts off, at, wants to be Incrediboy. He's just a normal boy. He mm. wants to, you know... Loves Incredible Man, uh, uh, Mister Incredible. So yeah, yeah. Um, Incredible Man, because I said Incredible Boy. I went to that. Anyway, that's the um, um, Chinese knockoff. So yeah, in this, we we pretty much Syndrome could directly go to Big Hero Six. Mm. He is a he has a white suit, so he would fit in over there as a villain, um, being different from all the rest of them. How do you rate his suit, his technology? I mean, he's got a few different gadgets and things. I'm not sure how well you remember. How do you rate them compared to the ones from Big Hero Six? Uh, villain to villain or villain to heroes? villain villain to suit to suit. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, the thing is, the main difference is Syndrome's suit is a amalgamation of different abilities. Mm. So he's kind of got one where you can stop people, like freeze them. You've got his rocket boots. He's got his little uh, sort of gadget, his uh, remote control. And on shoots his... these bubbles at people that kind of stick and yeah. keep but, sticking. And also that was pretty control, cool. controls the robot. Um, mm. Where you've got Callahan, who is uh, also known as Yokai when he's in his villain uh, mode. Yeah. Um, and really, his power is the control of the nanobots. So he's got the mask with the little kind of sensor which allows him to control the nanobots. So it's sort of multiple little things versus one big thing. Syndrome is presented when he's needing to be a supervillain as not being that effective. He Mm. relies on his robot in a lot of ways. And he's got the the freeze sort of ray he has is quite powerful. But it always comes down to him screwing himself over. Whereas Robert Callahan as Yokai... um, the heroes beat him because the heroes beat him, not because yeah. he beats himself. Yeah, no, definitely uh, Syndrome it relies on his suit and all of his mistakes are his. Mm. The suit, comparing the suit to the, like, Fred, Wasabi, Gogo, Hero, yeah. Baymax and uh, Honey's suits, how do they relate to each other? How do they compare? 
Oh, well, I mean... There's... Not, not Callahan. Forget about Callahan. He's... I, I really do dig his kind of suit, yeah. which is the, the head headband. We'll get, we'll get to that in, in a sec. Well, they're but... slightly different. I mean, I look at Syndrome's suit as being more old school because it kind of got that spandex look. Whereas you look at the sort of the hero's sort of outfits, which are more modern day. Yeah, they're kind more armoury, the yeah, circles. And, and, yeah. Um, I mean, it would still fit fine. Like, if you wanted to move Syndrome into that situation, you would be able to, mm. you'd be able to justify it. Probably need to change his look a little bit because he is very stylized for how The Incredibles looks, yeah. which are always kind of exaggerated. A Big Hero 6 has exaggerations, but not to that extent. You'd probably tone down his hair a bit and give him less of a Jay Leno chin. And outside of that, you would probably be fine. He'd be able yeah. to fit into that universe. Yeah, right. But you don't think that his suit is more powerful than their suits? Or less powerful? Well, you would say that the capabilities would be more powerful. Mm. Um, you look at like the different powers that the, the heroes have. Go-Go's basically, she's got a Segway. Um, Wasabi's kind of got ninja blades uh, Honey Which seem like they're going to be amazing And then kind of He finds it very difficult to use them Yeah um, Which was Which I kind of liked I was like Oh those are really That's a really cool ability You know you can shield You can slice yeah. things in half And then it actually gets into the The battle And it's like Oh right I need to attack from a distance And I can't mm. um, He actually kind of has this point Where he's like I am useless and kind of has to figure out a way to make that. I, I liked that kind of yeah. kind of going in thinking this is going to be. And then you've got the opposite of Fred, who goes in with like, I can jump high, I can breathe fire. Mm. He is useless, and his most useful superpower is spinning a board around, yeah. like an actual ability of his, not his suit. Which I, I kind of like that he ended up having to rely on his natural abilities instead of this sciencey suit which is something he as a character has been doing he's been trying to rely on science and going hey can you make me this can you make me that can you do this and that and then his suit's actually pretty useless you sure you don't want to be swapping and arguing for Big Hero 6 I do but it's not my point here I, I have to be Incredibles and, and it was much better than, than Big Hero 6 <clears throat> yeah I believe it yeah I, I mean like, <laughs> obviously the heroes the, their powers are more uh, streamlined than Syndrome's who has a few different things he's kind of a mad inventor so he comes up with a few I different I feel like his suit is overpowered and he is not but I mean that I mean if I can jump onto your side for a little bit that's kind of please I've been on your him, side all podcast that's apparently. kind of what makes him interesting as a character because the whole his whole sort of character growth is him wanting to be a hero wanting to do right and so he starts off as this over-eager little kid. And he ends up as he's still this over-eager little kid, but with all these powerful toys. Mm. And he's an incredible inventor, but he can't focus on what he needs to focus on. Yeah. And he, he brings himself undone. Uh, I think that, that gives him uh, kind of some levels, a little bit of... Mm. Uh, it makes him human, so you can actually relate to him. Uh, I, this, I think we, we'll go over to your villain, I guess, um, where yeah, he has a same, the same thing um, in he has a motivation and quite, mm. a, quite a good one um, in a yokai, but I think we'll keep calling him Rob yeah, Callahan because Callahan. Callahan was definitely how I identify him. Mm. Um, I enjoyed uh, the way they built up because, I mean, we've just spoken about Syndrome and, in, and he, him as a villain and uh, how he worked. Uh, I think Callahan, he worked very well as, as a villain and very well as a surprise villain. Yeah. So, in Incredibles, we knew that Syndrome was incredible. We mm. knew that he was pissed off at Mister Incredible um, for you know pretty much just telling him to go away, buddy. You know, I don't need you go away. Um, in yeah, in this one we have the the daughter, the whole uh, history of why he's doing this, and I like that, that got explained halfway through, and it wasn't kind of hinted at at the start. Yeah. Um, I, and at the very beginning, Alistair Cray was too much of a bad guy for me to believe he was the bad guy. Yeah. So I thought it was super obvious that like 
he's not going to be the bad guy because mm. they're painting him as the bad guy. There were a few things like when he, he kind of keeps one of the nanobots uh, and then like goes to walk away. Oh, nearly forgot. I was like, oh, that was pretty dodgy. He That's not him being a bad guy. That's him being a, a businessman. Mm. But he's, yeah, that, that, and that is why you're like, oh, he wanted to steal the nanobots. Maybe he's the one who steals the nanobots. Yeah. And, and that was well done. Um, and, and I liked it. Yeah, in the end, you're kind of like, Alistair Cray's not a bad guy. He made a mistake and he's done some, made some poor business decisions, yeah. one of which cost Robert Callahan his daughter, Abigail. Mm. So you you can relate to why Callahan's so pissed off, but yeah. he's doing it in a in a way that is probably the wrong way to be going about it. <laughs> well, there's no real probably about it. No. You probably shouldn't be trying to destroy and, cities. And visually, and... I'm supposed to be talking about Incredibles, aren't I? Yeah. So visually, Callahan was more interesting than Syndrome. I, I liked the nanobots. I thought they were they were really cool. Yeah, I, I think when, when you factor in the nanobots, definitely... Uh, and then all of his abilities came from the nanobots. Yeah. Like he had one ability. Syndrome had lots. Yeah, he could... Yeah. You didn't know what he was about to do, which kind of made it unpredictable and kind of silly. You're like, oh, right, he's just going to freeze them in midair. Why don't you just do that all the time, go over and beat the crap out of them? Like, seriously, he, he uses his abilities very poorly, whereas Callahan uses his abilities very well. Yeah, uh, and, and he finds different ways of using those nanobots. I mean, they are designed to be used in different mm. ways. I get that, but I, I really like the way he uses his abilities. Unlike, unlike uh, Syndrome. Well, what what I think also, especially if you're talking about looks, they both suit the worlds they're in. Um, I think you know Callahan's look is a bit more down to earth. Oh, they're very suits, stylized worlds as well. Yeah, which suits the Big Hero Six aesthetic. Uh, whereas you know Syndrome is in quite a feels like a comic superhero world. He's over the you top. You look at all bit. the characters. Yeah, but it suits that world. Yeah. So I think they both work within their sort of context. Um, one thing I also really liked about the use of Callahan's abilities is also how the heroes defeat him. And it's not that they overpower him and sort of break through his defences. They over they beat him by sort of working out, okay, there's this big portal sucking all this stuff up. If we can get him to lose all his nanobots, then he loses his power. So it's sort of a, it's a war of attrition in a lot of ways, and it's not something we see in a lot of these superhero stories. Whereas Incredibles just kind of goes for the big mindless machine that they then have to break down, um, and none of the core four Incredibles really beat Syndrome. Syndrome beats himself, and then Syndrome beats himself thanks to Jack Jack and yep. getting sucked into a plane. So they don't really beat Syndrome at any point. It's just Syndrome costing himself. Whereas the Big Hero Six team work together and they enact a plan that they had to work out on the fly but they didn't work out like that yeah. they actually had to sort of work out what can we do and it takes it wasn't like time. a Doctor Strange figuring out how to, no. how to beat the big bad guy which is good because this is, <laughs> this is their first time out really like mm. they shouldn't be working out plans on the fly it should take a little bit of oh time. I love that they were a terrible team to start mm. with as well that yeah. you actually got to see them come together yeah. uh, same thing with Incredibles though uh, they really they're a family mm. so by nature you would assume that these four would work well as a team they do not. No. Because, uh, I mean, they, they know each other. They live with each other. Mm. These people should know each other better than anyone else and what they're going to do and their abilities. They work terribly together because when you've got two teenagers who don't want to listen to their parents, you've got two parents who are fighting straight mm. up. The man has just gone, lied to his wife, gone somewhere to see another woman, not for what <laughs> you're thinking, though, to, to, to be a hero, to, to be a, something that his wife has strictly said do not do that mm. so you've you've got a lot of uh, tension within the within the Incredibles group to, to begin with that they have to overcome and then once they do they are a family they do work very well together because of that uh, you don't have that with the with Big Hero 6 Big Hero 6 is big 
kind of thing to overcome is uh, Hero's depression. Mm. So when his brother dies, he just gets really depressed and understandable. I'm, I'm not yeah. taking anything yeah. away from him for that. Um, and then the other four, because of his Baymax is there, mm. so the other four are then trying to cheer him up and and they're all friends and um they slowly kind of build that together and i like that you get to see them building their relationship but uh yeah the incredibles had had that kind of dynamic of of a family kind of being torn apart and trying to come back together which i did like as well yeah um on on the teamwork strategy so that was the next bit now that i've said that word who who worked better as a team well, at the end, I would say the Incredibles work better. Um, I think they use their powers better as a team. Um, at the end of the day, Big Hero 6 was still a conglomeration of people with sort of abilities, but I don't think they worked together as a team to defeat him. They all had their little things going on, which worked, which came together in the end. But like the, the final scene in The Incredibles, everyone's powers come into play and help one another. Yeah, so, I, um, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Yeah. I felt that... Uh, the Incredibles were a worse team through the movie, better team at the end. Mm. And that Big Hero 6, they were a better team through the movie. They were working better and listening to each other than The Incredibles were. But yeah, at the end, even though they do work together to defeat the bad guy, I felt The Incredibles did so better. But again, I think that comes down to the focus of the movie where you've got The Incredibles, the focus is on the four. Yep. Big Hero 6, the focus is on Hero and Baymax. And at the end, Baymax and Hero work together brilliantly. Um, and that... Those two together probably work as well, if not more so, than the four Incredibles. Um, but Big Hero 6 is two with four helpers in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. So again, it's structured a little bit differently. And I think for the story that Big Hero 6 is telling, it works for that story. Yeah. Um, but if you're talking about the six versus four, I would give a slight edge to the Incredibles in that respect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was one point in the in Big Hero 6 wherein you see that, that beautiful friendship between Baymax and, and Hero and mm. they're kind of flying amongst all of the um, things. Brought it to you tomorrow, I'm not going to lie. I'm quite happy to admit that when things do so. Uh, I didn't have that with The Incredibles, that, that great friendship yeah. moment. Um, and and I mean, we do have Mr. Incredible and Frozone mm. um, as, as friends. And but I they're felt bros. That, yeah, they're bros. Yeah. And, and I definitely just, I just wanted to mention on the side that I felt that Baymax and Hero were a better best friend duo totally um, through this I mean as you said one movie is based around a best friend duo the other one has Frozone as an extra guy who mm. is a friend so it's not the focus of the movie in Incredibles uh, so it doesn't bother me that they didn't do it as well whereas Hero and Baymax they needed to do that well that movie yeah. was a flop because we wouldn't care about these yeah. two characters being friends and the whole film is about it um, but yeah just on the side note yeah. I felt that it was um, done a bit better I think the other sort of main thing, I guess, to talk about is visuals. And obviously both have visually different kind of things going for it. Um, But I would say I think obviously the 10 years is beneficial to Big Hero 6. I think it is a better looking movie. It's a crisper looking movie. And for the most part, it's more iconic with the characterisation. Yeah, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go to say something. Big Hero 6 did better than Incredibles. Um, And not so much in the technology that they had. Mm -hmm. I like the concept of Big Hero 6. So on paper, I think Big Hero 6 is visually more interesting. Take away the technology. Imagine they had the same amount of of technology. Um, The the designs are a lot more original Mm -hmm. in in Big Hero 6. They're a lot more stylized to that. uh, San Francisco and whatnot. Whereas uh, the the Incredibles are very stylized and and very nice. But I, I just felt that there was more thought process put into San Francisco yeah. basically uh, and I think thought process has nothing to do with technology 
And on that note, I think that, yeah, Big Hero 6 was mm-hmm. better on paper. Uh, do you have any final words then to defend Incredibles? I should. Uh, but no, I look, I have had a few things through this. I know I've been pointing it out a lot that I've been saying a lot of Big Hero 6 stuff. But I mean, there were a lot of things about Incredibles I liked. And I, and I have kind of pointed those out throughout yeah. this. So I'll, I'll bring a few of those back up. So uh, I, I liked the, the cape thing that that kind of was an, an offhand joke and then was actually important in the film. Uh, I did. I liked the family dynamic of of having you know a family of superheroes and how would they work outside of being superheroes. You know, once that was all done, and that's the other thing that made sense. Wherein they were like, "Don't be a superhero because you'll get sued." Um, you know, that's why they stopped doing it mm. because everyone was like, "You're you're actually creating more harm." It was literally a Superman Returns kind of Man of Steel, sorry, yeah. Man of Steel situation where. Yep, superhero is beating the bad guy, but also doing a lot of collateral damage, and so that I liked because it was very realistic. Mm-hmm. In that, that is exactly what would happen if someone was going around saving everyone. People were like, "Yay, thank you!" Now you need to be responsible for all of the stuff that you just broke. Uh, so I really liked that and the concept of of uh, of the Incredibles, uh, and yeah, just that, that family dynamic trying to come together. Um, is something that a lot of people can relate to. And I think relatability is something that's very important to these films because they're quite far-fetched in mm. their concepts. Uh, one being far-fetched in its technology and yep. its science, in things that I think we're probably not going to see anything similar to that until maybe the end of my life. Like yeah. it, it, it's quite advanced science there. Um, and, and they deal with that. You know, you know, they make like, This is quite realistic. This could mm. seriously happen if someone was smart enough to make it. Um, and you get the same thing in Incredibles. This is what would happen if we had superheroes, and I believe it. And I believe that after that, they would have a lot of trouble kind of integrating into society yeah. again. So that gave me a fair bit of a laugh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think here's the Incredibles' main high point for it. Yep. How about you? Any last defense? Yeah, uh, no, nothing really that I need to make that I haven't already made. It's really just reaffirming stuff that I've mentioned beforehand. And I think at the end of the day, Big Hero 6 tells a more streamlined story. Its focus is far tighter um, the characterization of Baymax and Hero is superior to anything within the Incredibles 4 characters and I think it knows the story it wants to tell and probably does it better in that respect it looks a bit nicer it's more iconic when it's iconography um, it's even got probably a better soundtrack it's more memorable in that respect uh, for one thing that Century song by Fallout Boy um, yeah it was the first thing I thought of when you said soundtrack I was like I can't remember a single song from Incredibles no. but I remember that song from yeah. Big Hero 6 um, so also I- it is more recent. It is a more recent song, a more popular song around this time. Yeah. So I'm probably not going to be able to remember how any of the songs went back then, wherein they were probably quite popular back then. Uh, there's but nothing from the I don't remember. In my memory yeah, that I don't is remember. Memorable at all when it comes to soundtrack. Yeah. So we're going to ring the bell on that. Um, uh, <laughs> so I guess now is the point where I. Is there anything from Big Hero 6 that I didn't say that you particularly want to mention as, as a positive? Because as we've sort of established, you're more Big Hero 6, I'm more Incredibles. Uh, so you might have had other things about Big Hero 6 that I didn't mention that you wanted to specify. Is there anything in that respect? Uh, no. I mean, there was San Francisco. I wanted to make a mention to, yep. to that setting. I thought that was... I really liked that. I mean, mm-hmm. I like San Francisco as a visual city and I like Tokyo. So yeah. kind of adding those together... Um, and it was something that they carried out throughout the entire film and it worked really well mm-hmm. that this kind of American Japanese conglomerate land, land yeah, yeah. Um, but apart from that no I think you mentioned all of the, mm-hmm. the really emotional bits <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess this is my point where I chuck in a couple of defence points for the Incredibles because I kind of 
bad mouthed a lot in this. Um, I think you're. Oh, you were supposed to. I was supposed yeah. to bad mouth Big Hero I, Six. I, I just. Yeah. I think we saw who's perhaps the more competitive of the two of us. Yeah. We treating this more as like a friendly discussion. I wanted to win. Yeah. Um, so here's where I then reveal all the stuff that I could have mentioned um, while you were defending Big Hero 6 and I wasn't defending The Incredibles. Um, first of all, uh, The Incredibles cost a lot le- less to make. Big Hero 6 costs about $166 million to make. The Incredibles only cost $92 million. So while Big Hero 6 made more at the box office, it was actually less profitable. That's what I was about to ask. Was it actually yeah. less profitable? Right. Yeah, so The Incredibles is actually more profitable if you look at it that way. Um, and yeah, you also have to factor in sort of in slight inflation over those 10 years. That could come into the point I made earlier of Incredibles being very new at the time, you yeah. know, where it didn't have any... But whereas Big Hero 6, they knew this was this is going to work. Mm. Let's put some in there. But. Yeah, but I, I think sort of the main thing that I liked about Incredibles compared to Big Hero 6, and it's ironically something I kind of argued against for a while there, the deal with like having six of the characters in Big Hero 6 and you only really pay attention to two of them, that's fine. But at the same time, I think you're also wasting a lot of opportunities by only focusing on those two characters. Wasabi, Gogo, Honey Lemon, and Fred are very shallow and boring characters. Like, they get one sort of trait to make them interesting, in air quotes, and then they're just left to their own devices. And they don't really add a lot to the story itself. No, they're just they really there don't. to fuel it, moving it forward. Whereas you've got four distinct different personalities and characters within the Incredibles group, and all... and. Again, all four of them actually get character progression. And again, I argued against this at the time, but I think this is what actually I prefer about The Incredibles to Big Hero 6, is you've got four characters and you're made to care about four of them, and you can identify with different ones. If you're kind of that more hyperactive kid who's constantly being told to slow down and stop, you identify with Dash. That was me back then. Yeah, if you're kind of that shyer, you know, you're not really comfortable around people uh, character and you want to perhaps express yourself more, you start to relate to Violet. If you sort of struggle with trying to bring everyone together and doing your can and kind of feeling like it's being underappreciated, you relate to Elastigirl. And I think there'd be a lot of people who could relate to Mr. Incredible who's maybe had their moment in the sun and now they're stuck doing sort of a dead-end job and they just want to be what they could be, live out their glory days. Mm. That's Mr. Incredible all over. Whereas I felt in Big Hero 6, we got Fred. Fred was the relatable character. He was literally the guy you put in and you're supposed to be thinking like, yeah, I would be loving all of this science and yeah, I would you know, I, I would want them to be making all of these cool things and they're like, can't do it, can't be made. Um, for me, he seemed like they were trying to make him the relatable character. Yeah, but he perhaps went too far. <laughs> like you look at him, he, I, I just saw him as like a slacker who was doing nothing, kind of joking around, didn't contribute to the team that much. Nope. And then it's like, oh, by the way, like I'm a millionaire and I'm Batman basically pretty much because yeah. i've got a butler and all this money and stan lee is a father like it just came out of nowhere it was funny but it doesn't really like the character didn't do much because i feel like all four of these main characters as a whole are far more interesting than the six together mm. and i like that each of them by the end of the movie have more to their character and have gone from point a to point b and have grown yeah hero and baymax are the only ones who grow oh we definitely get more big growth in, in the incredibles yeah. than you do in um, big hero 6 and i mean to their advantage on that point uh i mean a very difficult to say there's an advantage not you know developing your characters mm. in a movie but um with the tv series coming they will have a chance to develop a lot of those characters and because they've given them one interesting thing mm. audiences are going to be like 
oh, I want to find out more about that character. I just didn't get to. So that could work well for them in the TV show, but as a movie, yeah, if we're not developing your characters. Each oh, yeah. Movie, yeah. Not developing your characters in a movie. Is a, it's an obvious downside. Yeah. You, know, you should be developing them. So they have a chance to fix that in the yeah. TV series. And the other thing I really liked about The Incredibles, like Big Hero 6 tells an emotional kind of story with just kind of heroes' growth and sort of going from point A to point B. And I, I agree that San Francisco is a more interesting world than the world of The Incredibles because it's it's something new and it's something different, whereas Incredibles is clearly a throwback to you know, the sort of comic feel and look of the 80s. But I really And you kind of touched on it, but I really like the deconstruction of the superhero genre that we get, especially in the first half an hour, mm. where, as you were sort of talking about, we've got heroes in their prime, they're doing the right thing. And Mr. Incredible saves a person who was trying to kill himself and gets sued because the guy didn't want to be saved. Yeah. And it, it creates this cascade effect where like the heroes are basically have to stop being heroes because it's costing the government too much money. It's a story that you've got bits and pieces from before, but it's actually surprisingly refreshing. And there's not too many comics that have approached it from this way and approached it with the nuance and sort of just good storytelling that the Incredibles mm. do. And you feel for Mr. Incredible because he literally was just trying to do the right yeah, he's thing. he's just trying to do the right thing. Yeah, but he sort of falls in... He's the one who creates all this mess because he saved the man from killing himself. Mm. But I could totally see that happening in the real world. If 100%, someone tried to commit yeah. suicide and got saved and got injured as a result of it, you would sue. Like, and what I kind of like is that they skipped over it. Mm. As dumb as that sounds, the, the, the thing I liked is uh, uh, in this movie, they just jumped straight over it. Yeah. But I like that they didn't spend a lot of time on that. Because he didn't need to. Mm. Because, as you said, this is a concept we've thought of, we've kind of had glimpses of before in some other things. But, yeah, we, we, they just straight up said, this has happened. Yeah. So we already kind of could figure out all of the backstories and you know how this is possible. They didn't need to show you know that this could happen because mm. we know it could. Um, I liked that it was literally just they showed some some papers, they showed you know some clips and stuff, and, and he talks about it a little bit they zip over it really quickly yeah. and, and get that point out and I, I liked it. and yeah like you said the extra thought process mm. not that you said like it made me do the extra thought process of thinking like what what would happen if superheroes were going around and, and saving people um, you know is Spider-Man's web biodegradable or is he just leaving that all over New York apparently it takes two hours to biodegrade yeah it does which, I, I actually yeah. knew that yeah. but, uh, <laughs> I was just uh, also for um, people listening who might yeah. not know the other thing that I I don't want to say it really annoyed me about Big Hero 6 because it it did, but it's it's kind of nitpicky. The whole teen genius thing is so overplayed, and like I get that Hero's like smart and he can invent stuff, but the nanobot invention that he creates it's ridiculously overpowered compared to everything else yeah. in that world. And the fact that he just sort of comes up with it over like a weekend mm. or a week to prepare for this science fair that he's doing. I get it's a kids' movie and it's aspirational, but as I guess as a critical adult watching mm. this movie from a critical perspective. Oh, it, it really annoyed it me. did raise a couple questions for me. Yeah. Uh, which was, we, we see those nanobots are the most impressive thing that mm. Hero creates. Yeah. So first of all, when he had more time to create like inventions that are going to defeat that, why couldn't he? Mm. And if you couldn't think of something that it can defeat the nanobots, make more nanobots. Yeah. Like, why, why didn't he yeah. just make more and have a, a battle with him? Like, mm. make him so the other guy couldn't control them, obviously, because yeah. otherwise you're just going to be bringing a heap of nanobots <laughs> for him. But, yeah, I mean, I get that he didn't want to do the same thing, yeah. but they were so powerful. And he's a fantastic inventor and gives Go-Go wheels. Yeah. Like, I get it suits a character, but, like, 
Oh, and she gets kind of the frisbee. She can like take off the frisbee off the side and throw it and like wow. hit them. That so we've must got really Captain, hurt. Captain Boomerang on wheels. And Xena. No, we've got Xena. She's got that like circle. Like, if she just, I would love it. I would be all onto that. But, yeah, meanwhile, uh, he's giving himself yeah. a flying robot who knows karate. I yeah. think I know who wins. I know which one I was. And and rocket gloves. Yeah, that was. I think we had a lot of. Uh, Heroes are dick. Easter eggs. Sorry, we had a lot of Easter eggs in both of these films as well, which I which I liked. Yeah. That, uh, oddly enough, my favorite Incredibles Easter egg is in Ratatouille. <laughs> it's not in the Incredibles. It's about the Incredibles. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think we bring this all wrap this all up together now. Yeah. So um, I, I think we we've both made our point. I was a bit more competitive, so a little bit that that helped. Um, I could have busted out all that stuff while we were debating. I was just it. I was just coming in with like I like both of these films, and this is why you're like I like both of these films, but I like the one I picked better. Yeah, I <laughs> look. I'm competitive. I want to win this stuff. It's weird because then when we play basketball, you were the least competitive guy. You left teams because it was too competitive, and you just wanted to have fun. Yeah. I oh, know. Actually, no. I'm not very competitive with basketball either. Mm. We're not competitive people, though. This no. is this is very uh, strange. Well, I uh, yeah, you can I'm, be. I can be, and that's precisely why I left teams yeah. was so that I wouldn't be competitive. Get really competitive. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's that brings the close to our first, I guess, movie debate. Um, I feel like this won't be the last one. There's plenty of other movies. We yeah, because now I know that it's about. not going to be a debate. It's going to be you debating and me going. I like both of these films. Uh, they both have some good points. And you're like, yes, but mine have better points. Yeah, yeah. No, no more debates. This, so we're, this we're is one and oh. Way too far. Oh, we're keeping count series. now, are we? Um, right. I'm picking the next subject. <laughs> <laughs> so you, the next subject would be like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I was just thinking that, yeah. like Dragon Ball Z versus Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. You got no chance. I watched the abridged series. Yeah. Of which Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. 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 Little Crevo. <laughs> um, so next week, just I, strangely enough, uh, same guy that does the Dragon Ball Z abridged with Team Four Star. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so look, we don't always say what's coming next week, but we're going to say what's coming next week we because are. it's kind of a big deal. For um, us and the world. Yeah, most people. Uh, we're doing a Rogue One preview show because it's coming towards Rogue One. So we're going to talk about Rogue One, talk about what we're expecting, what we're hoping for, and just generally fanboying out about Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, it's been a year since Force Awakens come out mm. and people are... I literally saw yesterday, like, brand new theories on Snoke and all this stuff. So... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not going away. No, and, and, and neither are we. <laughs> neither are we. So if you want to keep up to date with what's going on in the world of one-up culture, you can do so through a couple of ways. Of course, as I mentioned beforehand, when we were bringing the uh, Dark Knight debate to a close, follow us at one-up culture on Twitter, uh, and you can keep up to date with everything that I publish, both with one-up culture and outside of one-up culture. If you like Japanese wrestling, there's sort of a little swimming... Boy, in. have we got some good news for you. Yeah, um, and also follow us on the WordPress page. Just Google one-up culture. You should be able to find everything can uh, keep up with the Monday posted articles and Thursday posted one-up culture casts. Um, that pretty much brings it to a close. So I am Trent. I am Jareth. And that is game over.